Me again. I hope you've enjoyed hearing these stories as much as I did. I wish I had a good story of how we first met, but unfortunately I don't remember it. Don't take it personally, I don't recall meeting almost anybody for the first time. What I do remember is the impression I formed of you over those first couple months. You might be sick of hearing it at this point, but I thought you were really, really cool. Still do, by the way. You liked The Replacements and Diabolique. You dressed cool. You knew about wine. What struck me, however, was that you were also completely approachable. Being cool and being intimidating usually go hand in hand, but not with you. You're an easy person to become friends with. I feel like now is a good time for a disclaimer. It occurs to me that a lot of what I'm about to say sounds like what you might say before you ask someone to marry you. Given that this is a special occasion, and that Glorily mentioned to me that an engagement ring would make a great 30th birthday gift, I'll go ahead and put your mind at ease. I'm not going to propose to you over a podcast. Nor will I propose to you when we can't get together with any of our friends to celebrate. So go ahead and unclench if that's what popped into your head. The time I first felt like we were becoming close was actually the first time we were very far apart. I was in Cupertino for that terrible Apple job. Adam Marshall, who was trying to stay on London time, would fall asleep pretty much the moment we got back to the hotel, and sometimes even in the car on the way there. So suffice to say, it was a very lonely time. And the only thing I had to look forward to, the only thing that kept my thread of sanity intact for those five weeks in a windowless room, was texting you. In my memory, it was constant. Part of the reason for this is that I was watching The X-Files for the first time, so we talked about that a lot. Mulder? Yeah? Mulder, it's me. We also talked about work and life and music and what I would do in San Francisco on my one day off. I went to Tartine and the pier, and I sat for a long time looking at what turned out not to be the Golden Gate Bridge. And I bought a bag of fills. I still look back so fondly on that time of just getting to know you and working on that Jeep project together and getting to teach you things about Avid and graphics and just getting to watch you kind of come into your own as a as an editor it was very exciting and there was also like a little sense of pride as well in watching you kind of find your footing thought a lot over the last few weeks about what my favorite Megan story is, and I keep coming back to those early ones, like finding a reason to stay hours after work, drinking expensive whiskey, and playing video games even though neither of us really likes them, or waiting three hours for a table at Ocheval for a casual after-work dinner. 
But out of all of those times, the one that sticks with me the most is the Estelle's night. I think the plan was originally to go to Trencherman for dinner, but for some reason we changed it to Dove's. I remember I was wearing my black combat boots because I knew you thought they were sexy. Looking back now, I can't remember how this happened, but Allison found out we were in the neighborhood, and in order to not seem suspicious, we met her for drinks at Violet Hour. On top of the drinks we had already had at Dove's, we stayed for a long time until somehow we found an inconspicuous way to get out of there. Then you took me to Estelle's. I remember it being almost empty. We sat at a table in the middle of the room and sipped beer, not being able to handle any more hard liquor. We talked about our poor friend Allison, whose greatest fear in life was to be left out of something, and that was pretty much what we were doing to her every single day. I remember it was very dark, and there were red lights, and we were sitting next to each other on the little bench, and then Just Like Heaven by The Cure started playing on the jukebox. the two of us ever having talked about that song together before then. I don't remember why it would have been particularly special to us at that time. Maybe that's just because the specialness it gained that night supplanted whatever it might have meant to us before. When the song started, I remember gasping and grabbing your hand. And we both laughed and you said, it's fine, it's fine, we can hold hands. And I said, it's totally fine, it's totally fine to hold hands. And we sat there like that, listening to Just Like Heaven, holding hands in a bar. I think the reason these early stories mean so much to me is that each one ends the same way. I would go home, stumbling usually and I would lay in bed alone usually and I would just replay those moments in my head over and over and over again and that was all that I would have until I got to see you again so that night I went home and I walked my poor dog who probably thought I had abandoned her and then I laid in bed and replayed the moment that I got to hold your hand Happy birthday, Meg. Happy 30th birthday. I'm very sorry that it is occurring during this bummer of a time. I'm sorry that we couldn't get to have a big party with all your friends or a big dinner or a trip somewhere. 
Uh, that will come in the future for both of us. I think we both deserve it. But for now, we'll just have to enjoy another birthday, just the two of us. This whole project was really a joy to put together and to get to listen to your friends and the people that care about you the most talk about you and kind of see you through their eyes and just how much they love you and look up to you and just how highly they think of you. It was it was really a treat for me to get to hear that and it felt like it it felt like it helped me get to know you a little better in some way as well. So I know it's a bummer that you don't get to see them and you haven't gotten to see them in a full year practically. But I hope that getting to hear from them and getting to hear how important to them you are uh, is at least something. Thinking back on the year we've spent together since your last pandemic birthday, um, it's amazing to me how effortless it can be to be around somebody 24 hours a day for an entire year. But I guess that's a testament to what a great partner you are and what a great relationship we have together. I really, really desperately miss all of the things that we used to get to do together, like go to the movies on the weekend or go to the Clipper on a Friday night or get breakfast somewhere Sunday morning or just walk around Target smelling candles. But it is comforting in a way to know that all of those activities are just a bonus. They're ornamental, not structural. And I'm thankful for a very small handful of things that the pandemic has given us. But I think the biggest one is showing me that even if all we had in the whole world was one another, we would be fine. I love you so, so, so very much. Thank you for sharing your life with me. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.